precious, and we all have the opportunity of living it to the fullest. Unfortunately, so few of us know how to manage it all. How do we account for our opportunities? How do we account for our time? How do we account for our relationships, health, spirituality, homes, finances, influence, and careers? How do we account for the one life we have to live? I am so glad you asked. In this program, you will find answers to all of these questions and more. Welcome to the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. What's happening, everybody? What's going on, man? I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Account for Your Life podcast. Jay Moore here, the healthy accountant, helping you to account for your life. And today, look, today I'm, I'm going in a totally different direction with this podcast. And this podcast is going to be all about changing my life, right? So I'm going to start at the beginning. And today is, is, is pretty much the, the reintroduction of what this podcast is. And, and today we're going to talk about how I personally changed my life. And it's, it's really just to document. This is to document everything that's going to happen. I'm going to be sharing in real time what's happening in my life, my business, my relationships, the things that's going on. Because at the end of the day, what I've realized and what I've discovered is that no one, like, if you, when you have success, that's what people care about. So I'm going to show it to you. So, but I'm going to start at the beginning, and then we're going to work our way all the way through. And that's what this podcast represents. And then I guess if, if I ever become successful, you know, then, then, then it'll be obvious to anyone that's watching the podcast. So how did I change my life? This is interesting because changing your life is, it's really just about changing it. What don't you think about what, what does the word change really mean? <laughs> Check this out. I was reading in the Bible. Look, some of you guys might read the Bible. Some may not. I don't know. I was reading the Bible and it, it was this chapter. It, it was in Matthew 4, 17. And Jesus made this interesting statement that I never really understood. It says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I was like, what in the world is he talking about? As a kid, they're making me learn this stuff. I didn't know what they were talking about. I want you to think about this. If you grew up in church, like I grew up in church, a lot of times you would quote scripture and you're like, what is this stuff talking about? I would read the Bible. I went to Christian schools age from the beginning. Guys, I, I want you to catch this. From the beginning, from, from first grade all the way through college, I want you to think about that. First grade all the way through college. And I got to the end of college and still did not understand what in the world was in that book. And I was getting, look, I was getting tired of going to church. Anybody here is just like, yo, I'm tired of going to church. I was getting tired of going. I was so tired of going to church. I stopped going to church. You know, I would just kind of go a little bit. Then, you know, getting married, you know, okay, fine. We'll go every week. But I was not there. Guys, I was I, I was doing whatever I wanted. You know, I, I was participating in what I felt like I desired because at the end of the day, this whole church thing, this whole religion thing, this whole Christianity thing did not make any sense because everything that I saw Everything that people were doing just did not line up. And I was tired. I, I was over it. I was like, there has to, man, there has to be a better way. But I, guys, I did not, I did not know if there was a better way for me because it had not shown up. You know, it's interesting how God works, right? It's interesting because God works 
in mysterious ways. Have you ever heard that God works in mysterious ways? What's going on, Patrick? God works in mysterious ways. And, and God, God knows the beginning from the end. And I'm going to ask you a question. It's not about you. I'm just asking you this question. This is a question I had to ask myself. Well, well, who is God? <laughs> who is God? Who is God for real? Seriously, because I, I was like, who is God for real? Like, I don't know who God is. I read the Bible. I, I tried to, it, you know, then I got a clear word. Clear word was decent. But here's the thing. I was like, yo, I still did not get it. I still didn't get it. And, and the reason I say God works in mysterious ways, because he's like a father, not like he is the father. So God is the father. If you're a father, I want you to think about something because I have kids. So it's not about you, it's about me. I'm, I'm trying to tell my story. So don't be trying to get in my conversation. <laughs> so I'm sitting here, you know, when I look at my kids, I say, wow, you know, man, what can I do? What, what can I do? Hey, what's going on, Sonia? What can I do that so that I can make my kids' life easier or better? Like, it doesn't matter. They're my kids. Like, like at the end of the day, when they're your kids, you you would do whatever it takes. It's kind of like, well, your kids mess up. I don't care. I, I'm still I'm still going to take care of my kids. Or I'm still going to do this for my kids. It's kind of like, if you had the option to send your kid to jail or keep them home, you would keep them home. Like, well, I ain't sending them to jail. I'm going to let them come on home because that's my kid. And because it's my kid, I'll do whatever I like to do for my kid. And that's how God is. God does. God is just like, dude, that's my son. And because he's my son, then yes, sometimes he's gonna go through some stuff. But at the end, I'm gonna grab him. I'm gonna pull him out. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make sure my son get get exactly what he's got to have. And so, that's how God works. And even though, man, I didn't understand. Him. He was like, "That's cool. I know. You know. You know. Sometimes your kids don't understand you. You know. Sometimes you're telling your kids things. And you're like, oh, and they're just like." In the world's dad talking about what more mom talking about, and that, and but I realized that I'm still gonna work with them. Look, it doesn't matter if they make a mistake, I'm still gonna work with them. So, so, so God's looking at my life, He's looking at all the mistakes that I'm making. Guys, I made so many mistakes. I wish I could, I wish I could share every mistake, but that's not possible. But I made a lot of mistakes, you know, made a mistake, you know, made mistakes, you know, just because one, I didn't, I, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to deal with people. And specifically, I didn't know how to deal with women like in college and, you know, you know, all this was happening. Stuff was happening. I became really popular playing basketball and that just kind of got out of control. And I didn't know what to do because, you know, I didn't really have my purpose dialed in. I didn't know who I was. And so when you have an identity crisis, guys, I, would have an I was having an identity crisis. I was thinking I was somebody, but I wasn't. And I was living up to something else. And when you have an identity crisis, you fall into you do things and then you look back like, man, why was I doing that? So when I give my kids, especially my sons, when I give them advice today, I don't give them advice my parents gave me. My mom had the nerve to give me some, some, mom, I love you, but you gave me some bad advice when it came to dealing with women. She says, have a lot of friends, have a lot of, just, just, you know, basically have fun, do whatever you like. I'm like, that was not good advice. That was not good advice. And when I look back at it, it was like, well, I'm just going to have friends and friends with benefits and all these friends with benefits. It did not line up with who God, who God knew I was. God's like, Jay, what are you doing? And then he just kind of let you go. He's like, well, OK, if that's what you're going to do, you will reap what you sow. This is what happened to me. You will reap what you sow. And I reaped it.
it was painful. But I, but I didn't even figure it out until I got older. I'm like, why did they give me that advice? Hey, if you find a girl that you like, just kind of hang out with her. Get to know her. You know, don't go too far. Just get to know her. You know, especially they 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 were Christians. They should have been, they should have been having this conversation. Look, they shouldn't have, they they should not have said to me, hey Jay, well, if you gotta do it, just have a have a condom. No, no, no. I know it might get a little interesting here. No condom, don't do it. You don't, you want to be pure. You want to, you want to keep your virginity because you don't you don't want to take yourself to the point where you're experiencing that because those experiences are not going to help you in the long run. They, but that's my parents was giving me bad advice. Now here's the thing. I love my parents. And I'm not mad at them because because they didn't they did not understand the kingdom of God. They understood Christianity. And from the Christianity perspective, that Christianity is mixed up. But I'm not getting to that. So I'm just kind of kind of set this up for the change of my life. And I got to give you I got to give you some context here. So my life was being turned upside down just because of beliefs and things that were given to me along the way. Turned upside down. I'm doing this because, yes, thumbs down. Turned upside down. I would I would love not to have some of the experience that I have right now. I would love not to have gone through some things that I've gone through right now. Look, I'm not saying that these things don't, these things help you, but some of the stuff, God, you, we, we could have just avoided some of that. Because, look, if I could, look, if I could get back 20 years, I'm 51. I'm 51 years old. And at 51, I'm making this is my declaration that the next 20 years, the next 20 years won't be like the last in the next 20 years. If God allows me to live these next 20 years, we will create generational wealth. We will we will create systems and processes for people to change their life, discover their gifts. We will write many books on how people and how people can do these things. We will create platforms that. People won't have to go through some of the things that we went through if they choose not to over the next 20 years. See, I don't look, look, at the end of the day, there's a lot of things happening right now. But here's what's happening right now. We all have. I'm sorry. Not we. Me. It had nothing to do with y'all. <laughs> I have the ability to change my life because I decide to change my life. But let's go back to Matthew 4, 17. I never understood what that what that text meant until one day, one day I got a mentor. I got a mentor, Dr. Miles Monroe. Mentor shows up in my life at what forty something. That was two thousand and nineteen. So I'm forty. I think I was forty eight. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, forty eight. I was forty eight years old when when my spiritual mentor finally showed up for me. See. God works in mysterious ways and he works in mysterious ways and he will give you, listen, he, he will give you things. He will, he will give you things in your life at the right time. See, Dr. Miles grew up. He grew up, he grew up in the Bahamas, right? He didn't grow up in the United States. And he grew up at a time when the Bahamas was a colony of, 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 of England. And because Bahamas was a colony of England, he had a special understanding. He had firsthand knowledge of what a kingdom looked like. See, in the United States, we don't have this knowledge. 
the United States, we've been in a democracy. And because we've been in a democracy, we can't quite understand what Jesus is talking about when he's talking about the kingdom of God. And because he's talking about the kingdom of God, we're trying to relate it to the government system that we have. And it does not translate. And because it does not translate, many of us in the United States will never, a lot of people may never understand the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is opposite to to the democracy government that we have today. It's totally opposite. The laws are totally opposite. The laws are created different. Think about this. The laws of the United States are created with a lot of people, wherein the laws of the kingdom are created with one king, one and everything is done with one with, with one family. And, and that's hard for, for us in the United States to actually believe. And, and so what happens when we read it, we don't, we can't reconcile it. So Dr. Miles, being a, being this kind of person who grew up in the kingdom, he was perfect to actually help people learn how the kingdom operates. And it took me 48 years. 48 years, right? I had a book of Dr. Miles sitting in my office from 2017. Now, I didn't buy it. Someone gave it to my wife. It was sitting in my office. So when I, it's interesting because when she got the book, he just had this interesting look. I'm like, wow, who's this guy? But I wasn't a reader back then. Well, I started reading, but I, I didn't read a whole lot. Like I wasn't voracious. Like I, I just started reading my my my, my mentor's Pedro Adeo's book on um, the finished life. I'm gonna finish the whole book today because I love reading. And like I'm already like I started reading early uh, early this morning, read for 30 minutes, got through about almost 70 pages. And I'm gonna finish the book today because I love reading and and it's the information that I love reading about. Because when you find something, when God actually gives you, gives you the purpose, gives you the true identity of your life, I'm going to tell you, your life will change. And so when Dr. Miles came, Dr. Miles showed me where I could find my identity. He showed me exactly where to find it. He says right there in that chapter right there, um, Matthew 4, 17, first I had to, first I had to, first I have to do what they call repent. Change, change your thoughts change how you've been thinking. Because when you change how you've been thinking, now you can open, now, not you, now I'm able to open my life up to who God said I am. And once I open my life up to who God said I am, then all of a sudden it started happening fast. All of a sudden he's showing me. I'm like, wow, now I get it. Now I get the last 48 years. Yes, I made a lot of mistakes. Now those mistakes, because of how God works, he's going to allow the mistakes. He's a lot of mistakes to be a part of my success. He's a lot of mistakes to be like, almost like his, like, like his royal, part of his royal crown that, 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 that he puts on me. Like, oops, <laughs> my phone here. I just wanted to bring out my crown. I'm going to put it on, but. He, I'm going to put it on. So he gives you a crown and in the crown, you got all your notches. You, you got all the mistakes that you made, but that's what he's most proud of. The fact, the fact that, the fact that you got through all that stuff. And he's like, well, that's what makes it most more powerful is that you were messed up. You were dirty. You were filthy in sin. And I was filthy. 
I was one of the dirtiest. <laughs> I was I, I was not I was not a kingdom person at all. I was not a part of it until. All right. So this is where it really changes. And then I'm going to close up and then I'm probably going to I'm, I'm going to give another piece of this tomorrow. <clears throat> Here's where it really changed. When when I finally discovered that, hey, it's time, it's time to change. And then once I asked this question, I said, hey, so I'm sitting in the office. I said, all right, what should I do? And, you know, how do I get to the next level? Here's what he says. He says, yield. Give me everything. Become mine. Become a bond servant is what Paul calls it. I was like, okay. I, I was at my wit's end. And I'll get into more of this tomorrow because I don't want to keep you too much longer. And he says, that's it. That's it. Now, here's the thing. Have you read the story of Jesus when, when he got baptized? He gets baptized and then all of a sudden he goes through the biggest challenges of his life. Yeah, that's what happens. Once you, once you, once you are marked, then before you can fully get into your territory, before you can fully get into your assignment, we got to make sure we got to make sure some things have have happened in your life, not success things, but things that will help you to get through a lot of the challenges that's coming your way. So there was there were some things that he had to initiate in order to see whether or not I was serious about yielding my life. We're going to pick up tomorrow. And we're going to pick up tomorrow right here at the point where I yielded my life. And when I yielded my life, everything started to change. I'm going to document this for you guys. I'm going to let you know exactly how God changed my life. And I'm going to let you know that, look, changing your life is all about changing your life. So, guys, I thank you for joining me for this episode of the Account for Life podcast. I'm Jay Moore, the healthy accountant, helping you to account for your life. God bless. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. We are so glad you invested this time with us. Always remember, you only have one life to live, so live it to the fullest. This has been the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. Until next time, make it a great day.